I'd like to welcome all of you who are joining us for worship online this day. It is good to be with you across time and space and place. You'll notice that we are transitioning to a different setting. We had been um, using a different setting and now we will be in ELW setting three. We begin our worship together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue with our prayer of the day. Let us pray. Direct us, O Lord God, in all our doings with your continual help that in all our works begun, continued, and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name. And finally, by your mercy, bring us to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today is from Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today by loving the Lord your God, walking in God's ways, and observing God's commandments, decrees, and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying God and holding fast to the Lord, for that means life to you and length of days so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
and we have the Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and, yes, even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish it, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or, What king, going out to wage war against another king, will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000? If he cannot, then, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can be my disciples if you do not give up all of your possessions. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We find ourselves hearing yet again some things that are pretty hard to hear from Jesus. Again, it is hard to reconcile the Jesus who tells us that the requirement of discipleship is to hate your family with the Jesus who tells us that the greatest commandment is to love others as we love ourselves. Something that is helpful to know is that the Greek word, which has been translated to hate, does not always mean hate as we understand the word in English. As we know, the English definition of hate is a strong and intense dislike, even detest of someone or something, often coupled with a desire to no longer associate with that person or that thing anymore. But in Greek, while it can mean that intense feeling of dislike of a person or a thing, it can also and just as equally mean that, in a comparative sense, that you just love something less than something else. And I think that definition of just loving something less than you love something else makes a huge amount of difference in our understanding of this reading today. Let's hear a portion of it again with the translation of loving something less than something else. Whoever comes to me and does not love less than me, father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even life itself cannot be my disciple. While this does sound a little better than hating as we understand it, as we understand it, your family, the reality is that following Jesus and being his disciple is not easy. It is hard to think that we must love our families less than Jesus. And there are many things in the world besides our families that clamor for us to put our trust, to put our faith in them. Which is one of the reasons why Jesus talks about loving one's family less in our story today. In Jesus' time, your family truly was everything. They gave you your social standing in life and were your social safety net as a person as a person aged, and if anything was to ha- ever happen to you where you could no longer work or take care of yourself. 
There was no social security or pensions or 401ks or workmen's compensation or health insurance or disability pay for people. There was no such thing as working hard to provide more for the generation after you. There is no such thing as an ability to climb the metaphorical ladder. What you had was what you got, and all of that was wrapped up in who your family was. So to ask people to love their family less than Jesus was really quite scary. It meant potentially giving up the one thing in the world that they could count on. We sometimes experience this in different but similar ways in our world today. For example, as many of you know, I grew up in a small farming community where my brothers and I are the sixth generation to be raised on our family's farm. So much like folks here in Calamus and DeWitt, we are related to many people in the town that I grew up in. My parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents were and are all people who were deeply involved in the community and were very well respected. So growing up, the reputation of my last name often went before me, and people often had expectations and ideas about my character and personality because of who my parents and grandparents were. Now, generally, this was a good thing. People tended to assume they would like me because of who I was related to. I never had to work very hard to be welcomed and respected by people. And perhaps this is an experience some of you share here as well. And this is an identity that can carry us and give us support and encouragement in our life. And yet, Jesus is pointing out that the cost of discipleship asks us to trust that identity less than the identity we have in Jesus Christ, to find more security in our identity in Jesus than what we find in our identity in our families. Because sometimes our worldly familial identities, which are important, ask us to follow the status quo. But our identity in Jesus Christ calls us to a radical and transformative love that often upends the status quo and threatens the safety we may find in our familial identities. These are hard questions and hard realities to face. And sometimes we fail and sometimes we succeed in them. But the good news in all of this is that even when we fail and even when it is hard, God's grace for us in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit is always enough and is always calling you back to the abundant life found and freely given to us in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is for you daily. Part of the reason we worship together each week is because we need the reminder of who we are because of whose we are. And when we gather together for communion, we see this reality and enact it as we are all tangibly reminded in the words, the body and blood of Christ broken and shed for you as we take and eat and drink the bread and the wine that we all share in this same identity of belonging in Jesus Christ. There is nothing that is more important than it, and there is nothing that can separate you from the love Jesus has for you each and every day. Amen. We will continue with the hymn, Eternal Father, Strong to Save. And 
If you know the words, I encourage you to sing along with us. Living together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Receive God's blessing. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. And we go in peace to share the good news. Thanks be to God.